Uh, welcome to everybody. Um, this is another edition of the LNT Chat Show. Um, I'm Roger Saunders. I'm a uh, associate professor within uh, the Faculty of Business and Law at the Montfort University. And today I am with uh, Christopher Watson, my uh, best friend. Uh, Chris, do you want to just say a few words about who you are and your um, uh, your, your teaching experience? Right. Okay. Yeah. I, um, my name is Chris Watson, as Roger said. Um, I uh, taught for 17 years at University College Birmingham. I'm now the external um, examiner, moderator, for um, the Montfort University and also Leicester College. Um, uh, I, I still take an interest, even though I've retired, I still take an interest and I have been teaching and also um, marking dissertations for University College Birmingham. So, I still keep my hand in because I think education is possibly one of the most important human rights we have. Um, the the actual problem I was going to talk about actually um, was students not reading the complete assignment. Is I mean, is, was that something you found from? Sort of day one of teaching, or yeah, well, or do, yeah. do you think that's that's changed over over time? I, I think it's changed over time, partly because um, before you would give out a physical copy, and the physical copy would be it's difficult to um, ignore. If you're given a, a physical copy of something, you you will even if you put it in your bag at some point or other you are going to take it out, even if it's just put it on the table, but you will take it out and you maybe glance at it. And the problem was that when we became, went on, uh, supposed to do all the assignments on online, um, students weren't reading the whole assignment. Um, it's the classic joke, you know, where's the best place to hide anything? Well, page two of Google. <laughs> you know, um... Well, well one, of the, one of the reasons I asked was just that, um... Uh, and I, I'm sure, as we're of uh, a not dissimilar age, your experience would probably have been the same as mine. Uh, that in you know in, in our time at university, an assignment would have probably been a title and a word limit, and that would be it. Whereas one of the one of the kind of tensions nowadays, I think, is that there is a lot of support given to students, and so it can be quite difficult for students to know either where to start or. Or, or what to focus on. I, I've, I've had students in the past who've attempted to answer the learning outcomes rather than just you know reading what the, the questions were in the assignment. I think that's true. I think uh, I, I have a real problem with learning outcomes, partly because I think, you know, you know what students should achieve, but if that's the learning outcomes, then why can't they achieve something outside of those learning outcomes that's actually going to be a bit more innovative, uh, maybe a different approach? Um, and I think that they're kind of restrictive. Um, what I did um, to make my uh, to make the um, assignment easier um, or to make it more interesting was I started putting my assignment in a landscape format. Partly because, you know, um, the computers are landscape. It's oh, very difficult yeah. Before yeah. you actually get, a, you know, you very rarely get a portrait 
um, thing. And, and that meant that they get the actual whole page. They don't have to scroll down. They don't have to reduce it down. They can get the whole page, uh, that front page, which is all the main information um, thing. And I, and I do feel as though a lot of the stuff that goes on pages two, three, four, uh, or in the case of a ex-colleague, 28, 29, <laughs> <laughs> um, students don't read because it becomes more like a text, uh, an academic text, than an assignment. They don't actually take it in. So I think the assignment should be coming simpler and simpler to allow students to actually give themselves um, responsibility for answering the question. I'll be perfectly honest, my first um, essay I did at university, um, I misread the question. Right. Um, I misread the question and I did this essay and I, and I handed it in and then I had to go to the um, lecturer to pick it up. Um, an amazing woman uh, in one lecture, she actually burst into song and sang all four verses of the national anthem, which is kind of <laughs> extraordinary. And, um, and was it relevant was it to the I lecture? I realised there was one. I mean, <laughs> um, so, so anyway, I went to pick up my, my essay and she, she gave it back to me. She said, really, I should have failed this because you misread the question you didn't answer the question so I kind of felt crestfallen um, thinking I've done quite a good essay and she said actually I haven't failed you because though you've done the wrong question you've done a really good essay and it's obvious from what you've done you've understood the subject it's just you've taken it from a different point of view and so for that reason, I'm actually not going to fail you, but I'm going to give you a minimum pass so that then next time you'll read the question properly. And it was it was a real learning curve for me. And, and that was something Now it's, it's easy to do. I, I mistook a couple of words in it. Um, must read a couple of words in it so that. Um, uh, I did the wrong aspect of it. Instead of the the um, British um, in uh, uh, wars against the French uh, in the, during the French Revolution, uh, the British perspective, I did the French perspective. Um, and so that was kind of, it actually broadened my horizons. But that, that was really, that was a really interesting thing. And, and but I always felt as though the importance of actually reading the question and understanding the question uh, is even more. And I do believe that if you if you bring the assignments down um, to sort of maybe one page, just one page, um, then if they don't understand, there should be then opportunities to ask. With all the technology there is, they should be able to ask, you know, I don't understand this question or I, I don't understand where you're coming from or I don't understand the, the points that I have to make. And that's the sort of thing then that you can cover in a lecture 
for an online seminar or, or a workshop. And that's, that's the idea, but it puts the responsibility on the students. Now, my big problem was that I wanted to try and get this underway. So I did it for the students. I did it for one uh, complete semester. And um, I got into real trouble for it uh, because it didn't match the format. And that was the big problem. That was the big problem. Um, it didn't match the format. The actual uh, of, of admin, uh, and I got told off. They said, oh, no, the external won't accept this. It doesn't match the format, blah, 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 blah. And actually, you know, as an external, that's rubbish. You know, I would have accepted it. In fact, I would have thought, wow, that's a really interesting way of presenting um, an assignment. You know, uh, where do we go from here sort of thing? Um, and so it did make it stand out. I got a very good response from the students who actually found it easier to read, easier to understand. And actually, they weren't daunted by the level of words being pummeled out them. I mean, you've got things like graduate attributes. You know, why would they need to know such things? You know, they, they're, they're, they're not interested in graduate attributes and, until they actually start to graduate. Um, why would you do that? Why, you know, it's, it's a lot more information than they actually need. And if you bring it down to, to the actual the finite, um, to, to not finite, but to a, a minimum idea, then A, it gives students responsibility to find out about the question. And, you know, it also gives them responsibility to maybe just maybe approach something from a different point of view. You know, a point in every direction is no point at all. And, and that's what, what I find a lot of assignments do. So how, how do you feel about <clears throat> things like um, grade description? Because there is, again, um, in terms of consistency, and I think that's one of the things that I found both working in a number of universities and also being an external at a number of universities, that, um, one of the things universities often do uh, for very good reason, both in terms of, of sort of staff organisation and, and certainly from the students' perspective, is that they try to standardise everything. So, um, for example, at the moment, uh, there is a, a new standardised template for assessments. And the idea being that uh, instead of students dealing with lots of different types of assessment, um, although, of course, actually, that's one of the other things that they do. So, for example, essays, presentations, um, in my case, uh, posters, which was a, a type of assessment that I inherited, um, they at least see the sort of brief that they have to read in a single format. So they know where to look for bits of information. Um, but one of the things I imagine um, that perhaps isn't included, if you're trying to if you're trying to be uh, as brief as possible in your uh, assignment um, is to actually include assessment criteria. And I know that, um, and again, it's, it's always difficult because, you know, you, you get this information that says, oh, this is something students have asked for. And you think, well, have they? Or rather, you know, if, if five students out of 120 have asked for it, 
are those five students actually representative and, and are we mm. putting a lot of effort into something which actually only five students have asked for and they may not have asked for it because it would actually help them it may be just that you know there, there is that impetus to 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 ask for more information one of the things that i found after 25 years of teaching is it doesn't matter how much you give students you mentioned a colleague who'd written you know 20 pages plus of of assessment criteria and support and outline and i'm sure that there will still have been some students who said well we just didn't get enough information so what, what do you think about things like grade descriptors and assessment well, I think criteria. Grading criteria i think grading criteria is a very good thing um but not for students i think it's great for staff actually because if you've got a team of staff you're all following the same template you're all following the same format you can all work to that same criteria uh, i feel as though if you give a grading criteria to students they'll just aim for something you know and what what will happen is that they'll aim to pass the assignment they won't aim to learn about the assignment they won't aim to find out more or read around what they'll do is they'll just go aim to that criteria and go okay well i need to put this in and oh i need to put this in and i need to put this in and it becomes um self-defeating self-defeating really um I, I think a good example really of, of students being wrong-footed um we we, we uh, i did an assignment uh, um, for students and um we went on a uh, we went on a uh, a field trip we went to barcelona and to montserrat now montserrat is 40 minutes in a, in a coach and it's a, a quite an amazing tourist thing even though it's a monastery um i found it fascinating um from an anthropological kind of view but, but, and a religious point of view um but it's it's a monastery with intents and purposes so the answer the question was okay bearing in mind that it was we, the students knew it was based on the field trip um we asked them you know what were your reflections on Barcelona and Montserrat? And the amount of essays I got back was simply uh, Barcelona, blah, 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 blah. Montserrat, a volcanic Caribbean island in the, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm going, well, no, it isn't. You know, you've been there. We've told you it's 40 minutes down the line. And the reason why they did that was because they went to Google, typed in Montserrat, and that was the first thing that came up. So they, what sort of the illustration is that, that they'll, they'll do what they read. They won't think about what they read. They'll, they'll do what they'll read and transmit, if you like, what's in front of them. They won't actually go, well, hold on. No, 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 this can't be right. Well, one, one of the questions of themselves, yeah. you know. One of, one of the arguments that I know that has been presented um, is uh, where you have a student who reads the assignment brief, 
thinks that they have understood what is required of them, and in particular, you know, what they should include, what they shouldn't include, has then put everything in and then feels as if the work that they've submitted is being judged by a different set of criteria, which would be hmm. you know, the assessment criteria or the grading descriptor that the staff are using. And I accept your point. Yeah, you know, if you have a large teaching team or even if it's just two of you, then an assessment criteria or a grading description makes perfect sense because it will help to improve consistency. But I suppose part of this, this idea was to um, give students more confidence that what they were including was what the assessor was looking for and that they, you know, what they excluded was excluded because it either wasn't required or you know, it wasn't what the assessor was looking for. And I, I suppose um, in some respects, you know, what you said earlier about the ability to write an assessment that assesses in a way that allows the student the flexibility to answer in a variety of different ways and yet can still be assessed consistently. And thinking about that, can you can you think of some examples of, of assessments that you've you've written that you think have worked particularly well? Well, um, um, the, the 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 one that I always go on about is is was was the uh, creative communication module which I ran, which actually just the the assessment simply said uh, simply said uh, you have to produce a film less than a minute long or a article uh, suitable for a college magazine um, that no more than four pages. Um, and that was it. Okay. But what, what, what would have been, you know, uh, in terms of the learning outcome, what was the purpose of the assessment? The, the purpose of it was for them to think about um, communication and levels of communication, um, you know, everyone's got a mobile phone. They can all make a film on a mobile phone. But what point were they trying to prove? That was the thing, because at the end, the other part of the assignment was that they had to do a reflective essay, not on the actual, you know, sort of kind of what they were trying to get out of it, but actually the process the, the actual mind process. So, in fact, though the film or the 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 um, uh, magazine article was the end result, it was actually the other part of the assignment, the process, which was by far more important because they actually had to keep a, um, a diary or keep notes of what they actually did. And the process, you know, for example, if they came up with an idea and then two weeks in, they discovered that that idea wasn't working for them. Why wasn't it working? Why did they, you know, what, ask yourself that question. What could you have done to make it work? And, and that's what I was after. That, for me, that was the actual learning outcome. That um, was to get themselves to realize their own creative ability um, and work through things logically. Don't just sort of, you know, make a film in 10 minutes or something. One of the interesting things of that module was that in the assignment, um, I did say for the, for the actual making the film, 
I did say you could collaborate. Now, it wasn't group work. Group work doesn't, that's not the point. But you could collaborate. If someone was, had, uh, was able to use um, software which allowed them to edit their film, then there's no reason why they couldn't help this person edit their film. Or if they had skills such as, you know, certain English skills, maybe being able to concise writing, they could help them with the script. So it was very much like industry where you could collaborate. It wasn't plagiarism. It was actually collaboration. It was kind of, uh, the, but it wasn't group work either. And I know that the students really enjoyed that flexibility because we had uh, we had the two hour lecture and then we had a one hour. We didn't call it a, a seminar. We called it um, a forum, creative forum, where people could come and they could actually, if they wanted to, they could present their ideas, their basic ideas, to other people in the group and get feedback, get peer feedback as well as my own feedback. Um, some people were reticent to do that, so they would come and talk to me about it. But others were quite happy to talk to other members. Of, they didn't have to stand in front of the class and go, here's my idea, blah, 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 blah. They could sit at a table with maybe three or four other people on it and go, look, you know, this is what I'm thinking of. This is, you know, and then someone else would come in with uh, maybe an idea saying, well, have you thought of this or have you seen this? And that really, really worked. And that was really what I wanted. The, the actual um, film at the end um, was great. That, that was a really lovely outcome. And it was something which actually um, students don't often get they were able to take something away from that module, which was actually uh, physical, if you like. It wasn't an essay. It wasn't feedback. It was actually something that they had created that they could take away and show, you know, other people, show their friends, oh, yeah, this is something I did at university, or this is something I, I really, you know, really enjoyed doing. And it was something that you don't get in normal um, assignments, uh, and, and that's the thing. I think it, it, that was the amazing thing. The, the feedback that I got from that was really good. Um, the majority of students scored very highly, uh, partly because they actually had to take responsibility for it. They wrote their own assignment, basically. I just gave them the basic structure and they filled in the gaps, which was great. Um, you know, they would come to me and go, well, how long um, should it be? You know, it, I said, well, it's a minute long. Well, um, what can it be about? Well, that's up to you. Um, can it contain music if you want? Um, can it be about me if you like? You know, and, and that sort of, they actually had to start making their own decisions by creating really what they were doing was writing their own assignment uh, and that that's that that was a real joy for them and i know because it was so different they just spent two years at university knocking out 
1,500, 2,000 word essays. And suddenly they had this opportunity to do something completely different, something they could take away with them, not just the knowledge, but something they could take away with them and be in an environment which actually made it safe for them to make a decision. Right or wrongly, it was okay. It was their decision. And that, that's uh, that's it. Is, is that okay? Is that the... Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, 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 no. I was thinking that there's, there's a lot of food for thought there, and I'm sure there are um, lots of other discussions that uh, would probably flow from that. Uh, we're pretty close to the end of our time, so I just wanted yeah. to say thank you very much for your uh, contribution. Um, and I'm sure that we will get together oh, yes. um, for a, a further episode later down the line. Thank you very much, Christopher Watson. You're welcome. You're welcome.